Welcome to our latest episode of 17 Minutes with ROE 17. My name is Mark Chantry. I'm the Regional Superintendent of Schools. And joining me on today's episode, Molly Allen, Assistant Regional Superintendent. And today's guest, Brian Kendall, who is our principal at the Regional Alternative School at our Bloomington campus. And so today we're going to learn a little bit more about what the Regional Alternative is, who it serves, what we do there, and just talk about what all the services are available through the Alternative Program. So Brian, first of all, welcome and thanks for coming today. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Molly. Appreciate being here. So for those that are not familiar with RAS, what are some of the services that we offer at the Alternative School and who do we offer it to? Sure. So... Right now we are providing services, educational services, for all of our school districts within the ROE 17 region of DeWitt, Livingston, Logan, and McLean counties for 30 school districts. And what we have in our current arsenal of programming is we have RSSP SAVE programming, and that's for students that have been suspended multiple times and or expelled. And then we also have our ALOP programming, which is our alt-ed programming, which is what about 90% of our students come to us for choice. So really, we, we look at three different reasons why kids come to us. Students come to us because something hasn't been working in their educational process. And of those three, most of it is due to choice, like, hey, we need some academic intervention. We need something different going on in our academic career. Sometimes it's for behavior, and typically, that's our RSSP programming for our, our students with some behavioral dynamics that they're working through, and then sometimes some truancy issues as well. Very good. I think one of the other things we should probably clarify is how do students get referred to the alternative school? Great question, Mark. Students come to us through a referral process from their home school district. So typically it involves their assistant principals having conversations with students and families and, and talking about, hey, what do we need to do to provide something different for your student? How can we build a bridge with your student, with, with the families? And, and that's where we come into play and, and we develop a, an individual student success plan with our students and their families that kind of crafts out a little bit of a uh, dynamic as far as how are we going to to work through some academic goals how are we going to address some behavioral goals how are we going to work through some vocational and transitional goals so that we can get kids going in the right direction in life Brian can you tell us about some of those services beyond the academics that RAS provides for students with community partners and other programming? Yeah, great question, Molly. I think first and foremost, those additional services really start with, with our talented staff. I am so fortunate to work with a great group of individual teachers, uh, collective teams that, that care deeply about students. I think those support services really start with them. Secondly, our social work department is just tremendous. These are two caring individuals that really break down a lot of barriers uh, for students. And then we have quite a few additional supports like our student and family pantry. That's in partnership with the Eastern Illinois Food Bank, the Midwest Food Bank. They're, they're tremendous partners and we're able to address some of those basic needs with, with students and families. Um, 
and we can really bridge a lot of gaps with, with that as well. And then additionally, uh, in our vocational department, uh, Brian Okraski is doing a great job of building some partnerships, especially with our local churches. Uh, we've been very fortunate to enjoy a great rapport with them for multiple years as far as assembling some different cold weather kits that's definitely applicable now and uh, addressing some of those needs. Brian, can you kind of touch on with a, a little more in depth about what at, what the programming for kids looks like? What is the typical day? What are they doing? And, and what does that look like for a student that comes to RAS? Yeah, great question, Mark. I think first and foremost, the the traditional day is, is going to be a little bit different for a student in an alternative programming than it is for, for anybody else. So what we're really looking at is about a three hour and 15 minute academic block with us in person during the day. And then there are some, some outside school opportunities that are, that are blended. And really what that is, is that's the vocational work study portion of the day. So you combine those two components and, and you have a full day of school. It just looks a little bit differently. And, and we think that our students greatly benefit from that. And that's really probably the number one thing that we get back in response from our students is I appreciate the shortened day. It allows me to be a little bit more focused, a little bit more on task, and it also allows me to work um, all the hours that, that, that I can. So right now, our students age 16 and above, 53% of those students are employed. Even our under 16 uh, age students I think we have 13 that are employed right now. Um, and quite a few of our students work a, a decent amount of hours as well. So it's, it's a very fluid and flexible component that, that we think is, is pretty progressive in meeting some student and family needs. Brian, can you talk to us a little bit about some of the misconceptions about RAS? A lot of us know about our educational system through our own experience, and so, of course, not as many people go the alternative route. So what are some of the misconceptions that you find people have about alternative school? Molly, I'm so glad you asked that question. The first, and I would say largest misconception, is that the, it's a school for bad kids, right? Uh, our, our students aren't bad. Our, our students have a different story than, than most. And I, and I think the reality is that, you know, school as we know it is definitely changing and, and evolving and needs to continue to change and evolve. But that is the consistent feedback that we get from, from the vast majority of our students is, hey, we, we want our local community to know we're not bad kids. We just need something a little different. You know, my homeschool, it didn't work out for me. I'm not, I'm not angry about that situation, so to speak, but, you know, I needed something a little different. And that is that consistent message that, that we've heard for well over a decade from our students. So we, we have some tremendous youth that do great things in the community, but I think that that's probably the number one misconception related to the alternative school in our community. I think secondly, it's that our students do go places and they are successful. Sometimes it, it just takes a little bit of time to get there. Some students are able to go to college at, at 18 and attend a four-year university and, and everything's great and, and hey, wonderful. Sometimes you need to live life a little 
learn from those mistakes, and, and, and that's okay. And I think that on average, our students end up going to college a little bit later than most, but that's all right. And so college isn't always the answer, and, and I think we have tremendous opportunities within our region to um, – you know, attend Heartland or, you know, um, MTI and, and some different trade and technical programs that our students have been very successful in. When you think about RAS and where it's at today, what are you most proud of um, when we talk, think about the programming uh, under, that, under that roof? I think so many things that I'm proud of. First and foremost, it, it would have to be our staff. We are, we are so fortunate, and I know I already mentioned it, you know, to have a tremendous group of, of individuals that care deeply. I have not been around in, in my 22 years in, in education a better group of caring individuals, caring and skilled individuals. The work that they do on a daily basis is, is just tremendous. So I always have a soft spot in my heart for any of our employees, past or present, uh, because it is a difficult job and it, it takes a, a bit of tenacity and perseverance and, and grit in order to, to perform that job day in, day out. That, that would be what resonates first. Secondly, I think our partnerships. Uh, I mentioned our, our local churches. Uh, they're just unbelievable uh, as far as their support that they give us. But um, we're also in a tremendous cradle of colleges too. So between Heartland Community College, our partnerships with Illinois Wesleyan. The past couple of years have been tremendous where we've been able to receive some of the last semester students from IWU where they've already performed their student teaching and they're doing more capstone projects and work and, and they've been tremendous in advancing our literacy programs. And then our partnership with Illinois State University has been great. Specifically this past semester, We've had uh, ISU's TCH 212 class with Dr. Jay Purcell. They've had two different classes uh, take place on our campus, and the students are performing different service projects at the school involving some different murals throughout the building, involving the building, the actual building of a library and some different bookcases and, and uh uh, also, the students actively engaging with our students, actively teaching in some different spots and segments. And it's been tremendously rewarding to watch that transpire because our goal at our Bloomington campus is really to be the lab school of alternative schools. We want to have that reciprocal relationship with our local universities where they feel comfortable to bring their students in and learn a little bit more about education and how it can be done differently. So that's just been tremendous throughout the course of the, the semester. Thank you. As we conclude, I think one other thought that occurred to me that probably our listeners might be wondering is how long does a typical student stay in the enrolled in our RAS program? Um, obviously, our goal is to send them, get them to a position to go back to their home school. But what what what's a typical profile in terms of length of stay? It it really depends upon the variable of when the student was sent to us. 
So there is a range that it could be from a semester stay up to we, we have had students complete their entire high school career with us. Average stay is, is probably about four semesters, so around, around two years. Uh, what we do find is that the majority of our students, when they enter our program, they end up choosing to stay. So that's about 94% of our students make that decision to stay engaged in our programming. Of course, like you mentioned, Mark, we always want our students to successfully return to their home schools. Like I said, 94% of the time they found, you know what, this works for me, and I am making the active choice to stay in with, with uh, RAS staff. And, and we're okay with that, but we always want to push and, and poke and prod and, and do what's right for kids as well. All right. Well, I want to thank Brian for taking some time today to come and just shed some light on what the Regional Alternative School is, what it does. Uh, I want to thank him for his leadership and, uh, again, taking the time to chat with us today. We will talk to you next time. Thank you. Thank you.